Hi, this is Rachel in Recover. We've got a special guest with us, Anne, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself. She's a survivor of sexual abuse, but she's also going to tell us a little bit about who she is as a person. Hi, thank you for letting me uh, share with you today. My name is Anne, and I um, am married uh, for 40 years, and I have uh, four grown children and five grandchildren. Uh, by profession, I'm a language teacher. And I also have career um, worked in West Africa um, as a missionary who teaches and uh, we church plant and mentor, disciple, basically just encourage the nationals. Um, so we have some questions here for Anne to tell us a little bit about her recovery steps. Um, what have... What are things you have done for recovery of being sexually abused? Um, as a young adult, I had my first counseling experience. It was not positive. Um, but since then, I've continued to seek help. Um, a lot of the, the issues were... Um, became available more obviously through marriage and issues that um, showed up there. Um, I also had somebody um, ask me to write down um, the events, anything that had happened, um, and what was really helpful was writing down who was involved where it was, but what happened that very was really helpful was the when um, for me because I, I realized that I had three very significant traumas within a, um, a month or two, um, and I think that's what really set things off. Um, what has been the most helpful? Um, I think continuing to um, be encouraged um, as I as I continue to talk to people, um, and and start finding people that were positive and kind of understood the situation and the effects that it has on people, um, the the culture also is more willing to talk about things and accept it. And as I realize more and more of my my friends, uh, siblings. Um, colleagues, other people had also had um, either sexual abuse or other traumas um, and seeing some of the similarities of how that exhibited in their lives. It was, it was very encouraging to me to, to continue to push on and make sure that I sought help, uh, talked about it, read more, listened to things um, so that I could understand more about how it was affecting me and um, and I was also very encouraged that I could I could heal and not just have to be a broken vessel. Um, how did your family respond? My family, uh, we I never told anybody about it. Um, I didn't believe that I would be believed. I didn't believe that those who were my caretakers would be able to handle it themselves. Um, my family of origin has its own issues. Most families have lots of issues. and um, But my sister was also involved, and so what we did was self-protect by deciding that we would 
make a plan and if there were this, the perpetrator or perpetrators were involved, we would just never be alone in that situation again. And so that's the way we deal with it. Um, since then, another other family members have, um, all female, have um, had some things happen and we've talked about it. And I was very open with my children, even my sons, that it's, um, it's something that can happen to anybody um, and it does affect you. Um, so um, my parents um, and the caretakers still still don't really know anything about it. I just I didn't feel like it was something that would be beneficial to me at the time. Um, how did your community respond? Well, I think it's, uh, it's the same kind of thing as with the family telling. I didn't tell my community. Uh, until I was already married, um, and as things would come up, um, I, I would share that I had um, survived sexual abuse. Um, but even that at that time, 40 years ago, people really weren't talking about it the, the way they are now. <clears throat> so um, I'm very... Um, I'm very open about it if it's the right time and the right opportunity to share. So um, I, I think that my community is the same situation. Um, if I've been in charge of uh, teaching or if I have um, met a colleague or a trainee who I think is exhibiting certain traits that I I have seen to be common. Um, as we get to know each other more, um, I'm very free to say something if it seems appropriate and very often um, it ministers to the other person. So um, that's encouraged me to, to just not be quiet about it and hide it. Um, was there any re-victimization or victim blaming? I would say yes. Um, it changed from physical abuse to verbal and emotional um, manipulation. Um, there was some blaming of things when I began to realize that um, a lot of the behaviors were inappropriate. They were just plain wrong. They were hurtful. Um, I would call the one of the other people on on their behavior and um, I was blamed for it's your fault, you're weird, you're sexually uptight um, and all these people were people that should have been caretakers trusted trusted people in my life um, the emotional uh, and verbal kinds of abuse were Noticing that I was in puberty and calling attention to it, wolf calls, um, watching me as I walked across the room and what I was wearing and just very, very wrong, inappropriate behavior for somebody that is a, in a parental kind of situation. Um, how did this impact your career? 
I don't think it has affected my career um, other than perhaps it's um, made me really self-conscious about things and that I'm um, I have to be really perfect I have to protect myself I have to be on guard uh, particularly in situations where there are um, not even just males, I would say sexually it would be males, but even females who are very assertive and who uh, would want to in some way make me feel less than. Um, so I protect myself either from fleeing or definitely from being um, aggressive in those situations, becoming angry or fearful, uh, saying things that I probably normally would not say. How has this impacted your marriage? I think the most significant thing is that not understanding why you react, why you have triggers, um, and how to deal with those, and how to get help for those when you're really in, in pain and you really want to figure it out and you can't find somebody that you can trust, um, that was really, really hard. It also was very hard on my husband um, because he didn't obviously understand um, hesitations and um, discomfort with sexuality, particularly not in performance issues, but in the playfulness that so many other couples, particularly on television and things you see, uh, I would see women who just love sex and they would want to have sex all the time and they always enjoyed it and the men would play with them, play, you know, be playful with them and the women would react great. And I didn't feel that way. Um, so for many, many years, even through a lot of counseling, to just try to understand each other and love each other well, um, uh, it took a long time. And he has grown very, very loving and patient um, and understands a lot more about it and is very sensitive about it uh, to me. Um, he's sensitive to me, not about it as well as I've grown and, and I'm, there's been a lot of breakthroughs. So our relationship is, is really evolved and it's a lot more positive. But it was very, very hard, particularly in the beginning. Um, how has this affected your parenting? Um, as a young mother, I, I had not really started on the, the counseling track or trying to really understand what had happened. So I was overly protective. Um, I just knew that my children were not going to be hurt. I was not going to permit them to be around anybody that could hurt them. Uh, and if I knew that they were in danger, I would really come to their side. And it took, uh, it, it manifested itself in, very, in years later realizing that I, I was doing way too much for them in an effort to not allow them to have any difficulties or hurt in their lives. So I would speak for them. I would uh, solve problems for them and um, to their detriment. So there's been a lot of um, asking for forgiveness and, and that kind of thing. But um, that I would think that would be the, the most obvious is just trying to make sure that they were protected. How did this impact your finances? Other than maybe having to pay for counseling, read, you know, buying books and things like that, I really don't believe it has. I can't think of any ways it would have. Well, I mean, that stuff adds up. 
Well, yeah, okay, so maybe just because of, of the resources that I needed and um, and those kinds of things. But career-wise, I don't think it's done anything. Um, how has this impacted your overall long-term health? Um, I think that obviously when you live with stress, and that could come from so many areas in life, most of us do live under a lot of stress, but having um, to be on guard um, most of the time and when you don't feel like there's a safe community or a place to rest and be calm, even in your own home or um, those kinds of things, then, then I know that that's obviously got to, in the long run, lead to poor health, mental, emotional, uh, and specifically physical um, I haven't had any critic, real critical issues like cancer or anything, but um, to offset that, I do sleep. I sleep a lot, and I and that for me, that's the one way that I make sure that I am am trying to help. Okay. Um, how has this impacted your social life? Well. I don't know. Uh, I remember that people when I was younger, even when I met you when you were a little tough, uh, would really comment on how intense I was. And I think that a lot of it was my own fear of myself and not being comfortable, not thinking that I was good enough or that I could really be myself. So I was always on guard. And that um, that feeling of intensity was just having my my radar so high. Um, in latter years here, I'm much more comfortable with myself, and that's a gr to a great extent because of some of the healing that I've had. I'm much more comfortable with who I am, and comfortable with people not liking if, if me if they don't if they don't like me. Um, so. I laugh more. I'm more comfortable with being in groups. I'm more comfortable with knowing what is right and what is wrong, and um, and we'll tell people. So, um, to victims out there, what advice would you want to give them? Uh, particularly, um, you're not to blame and don't stay alone and um, if you have had things that are uh, inappropriate that are hard that have hurt you um, you need help you need to continue to push and guilt and shame and blame is going to shut you down and that is the goal to separate you and to keep you quiet and you need to do the opposite so I encourage you to keep pushing until you can find a safe community, even if it's one person, but two and three and four is better. But just keep telling until you get the help that you need, and don't don't stay alone because that just leads to depression and separation. How has this affected your long-term mental health? Um, I kind of feel like we addressed that with the. Uh, the health, um, 
I know that I'm much more comfortable. Um, my faith uh, upholds me, and um, I just feel happier now, and like I can really be who, who I was meant to be. Uh, what was the grooming process? Well, I think that having um, pornography around, having uh, books around, um, making, talking about crass things, um, uh, dirty jokes, um, sexual innuendo, double, double entendres, pretty much was from the time I was tiny. And so I thought it was pretty normal. And I think that was a form of grooming um, to, I don't know that it was intentional, but I think that in, in a way it was grooming because you think that everybody's family is like that. You don't know any different. So you don't question whether it's right or wrong or appropriate. Um, I think the comments of uh, one of my caretakers, uh, would play a game with me where he would uh, have me kiss him on the cheek and say, um, tell me what kind of cologne I'm wearing. And it became this big joke that we would do together. And then it became, give me a hug. And um, at one point, that was the person that started um, really commenting on my my physical development when I was going through puberty. and would watch me as I would cross in front of him um, and he started fondling himself in front of me over his clothing but would blame me because I was uncomfortable with it and I think all of that was kind of training me to to think that those things were acceptable and it was in my adulthood I mean in my 40s when I realized how how wrong those things were. As I put them in perspective of what, what 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 would I think now as a parent and somebody was doing that to my children and I, I, I could immediately see it, that it was completely wrong, um, but I couldn't see it from my, from my own perspective. How has this impacted your faith? I know a lot of people um, have an issue with Trusting God, and especially as their father, their heavenly father, um, and being angry or scared because God has not protected them from it. But I have not, I, I didn't feel that way. Um, I have seen more that God has continued to pursue me and woo me and put people and situations in my in my life so that I could be healed. Um, I've had some very kind and wise people who've helped me to realize that um, the wrongness of what was happened, that it was not my fault. Uh, it was never, never the intent of, of God to have people hurt each other like this. And um, I think it showed me the depth of sin that's in the world, um, and this is what affected me. Some other people have had other things that have really been terrible in their life that have traumatized them. Um, but at all these points, I, I, the Lord has really been with me and provided for me care and protection, um, 
more knowledge, more ways to be healed, and people that have come alongside me to protect me, help me, understand me, accept me, um, and point out along the way ways that I could continue to grow and change um, from those things, that the, the triggers and things that were negative behaviors. Okay. Well, thank you so much, uh, Miss Ann, for coming on and telling us your story and uh, sharing with us. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I hope it helps somebody, and thank you for your time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you guys on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. And you can always visit us at www.rachelonrecovery.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.